This is the Yoga 360 Podcast. We bring you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you live your best life. We connect with students, teachers, and experts from the community to both educate and have fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I am Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Amy. Tonight, Karen and I are going to be talking about fitness challenges. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about mostly yoga challenges we'll focus on. Uh, Well, it is a yoga studio. It is a yoga studio, although technically our Pyro Pilates and Blast classes are not really yoga. Interesting. Uh, Anyways. I I would agree. (laughs) Anyways, so yoga challenges we'll focus on. Uh, We'll focus on why you do them, the benefits you can get from them, and whether or not they work. Okay, so let's get right into it. So what is a challenge, Karen? So a fitness challenge is sort of anything where you commit to doing something active for a set period of time. Okay. Yeah, so it's a really broad definition, but do you have you ever done a fitness challenge, Stephen? Not intentionally. And I don't think I don't <laughs> think I've ever signed up for one and but I've definitely set goals for myself that I've given myself a little bit of a time frame to achieve that goal. Okay. So Can I you think, give me an example? I think that's uh, <laughs> that that's cool could meet your definition yeah. of a challenge, right? Yeah. What's an example of that that you've done? Well, one recently that, uh, that I'm doing that is fitness-based and activity-based is I want to run as close to an eight-minute mile as I can. Amazing. And, yeah. and what are you doing to work towards that? Well, I'm running. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first and most important thing. Very much, yeah. <laughs> um, and those of you out there that know me, uh, I absolutely despise running. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. So, so it's most definitely something that I have to work towards. It's not something that comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up being very asthmatic. Mm. So that type of physical, physical activity outside of a game or like sports, like, mm-hmm. like soccer or basketball or hockey or anything, I could keep up that way but but to go for a run absolutely not yeah and I kind of had the same experience back in the day um, wherein playing sports gym class etc I hated the running portion so much and I actually uh, the first year in high school that I did cross country I joined because I wanted to stay in shape for field hockey basketball rugby season Uh, and it didn't it wasn't until after high school I was in university I started going for a run like on my own and actually enjoying it and I would start to get that sort of sense you know when you come to your mat and you're like yeah man like I took the time to come to my mat I'm working on myself it feels really good I have this moment of solitude to just be with myself with my body I got that from running Uh, and my goal rather than an eight minute mile because I was not fast I will never be fast I I wanted to run a half marathon so I actually did two of those Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of that so I get it. Yeah. I'm not a runner, but I did it. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's very good. And with my challenge, like there are parameters to it. Like I'm mm. not, I'm not doing any road running. Okay. Because that just absolutely destroys my ankles and my. I did very little as well. My knees. Yeah. So the only running I'm I'm doing is actually on a track. Okay. Like a track and field yeah. track. Yeah. Right. So I I gauge the distance, the the mile, which is four laps. Mm-hmm. Um, use the four minute mile as a as as a gauge. Mm-hmm. 
realize I'm absolutely nowhere near that. <laughs> so, so something that was attainable was a 10 minute mile, but I thought I'd push myself a little bit further and try the eight minute mile. And yeah. I'm doing uh, certain things to get myself conditioned into doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm close. Yeah, to that's completing amazing. That. And the time frame I gave myself was I wanted to do it by the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I started this late February into March. We're now into June, mm-hmm. and I think I'm ahead of schedule. Yeah. So you said a lot of good things I want to touch on there. You gave yourself time. You have an end goal in mind. You have the end of summer as a time in mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's a pretty reasonable timeline, I think, to work on something like that. So you've got a gap of time to do it. Uh, you push yourself a little, a little bit. But not so much that it's not attainable. So those are all really amazing things in your goal setting. And I think that's the spirit that we try and bring into fitness challenges or yoga challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most important thing, and I should circle back, we did a whole episode on goal setting um, around New Year's. Yes, we did. And that's something to listen to. So uh, when you're setting goals, they should be smart, you know. Attainable. Very attainable. They and, need to be and, and scalable. Yeah, it's specific. It's measurable. It's attainable. Uh, now I'm forgetting the other level letters. <laughs> but basically, it needs to be a tangible goal. It needs to be reasonable. It needs to push you a little bit, uh, and you need to have a set amount of time to achieve it in. That's really mm-hmm. important. So, all these things happen in a yoga challenge. It is a set amount of time. There is a goal for you to achieve, whether that's you practice every day for 30 days or you you know, have to do one of every class within four weeks. There's all sorts of different challenges. Students at the studio will set challenges for themselves uh, and, and enroll us in them, and that's really cool too. But what we're really recording the episode is for is because we have a big challenge coming up at the studio, which is our Summer Olympics Challenge. Yeah. Can you describe that one? Yeah. So it's one of my favorites for a number of reasons, but mostly it's super attainable. This one is three months long. So we start on June 15th. We go to September 15th. That's 90 days. Uh so it's a it's a long period of time. There's three levels you can hit. So if you do 25 classes, you get a bronze medal. If you do 50, you get silver. And if you do 75, you get gold. So most of our students can hit 25 classes in 90 days, especially now that we have the option of online classes. So we've seen people do online classes like from a beach on vacation, and that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting to <laughs> see. Yeah, really fun. Or like in a tent doing yin, sure. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch. So 25 classes in 90 days as a minimum, pretty much everyone can achieve that at this point. I almost did last year. I think without I, trying. W- yeah. I want to point that or, out. Or without even knowing I was doing exactly. it. Exactly. And I was like two or three classes shy. Yeah. Uh, my experience with challenges, we try and sign up for them as staff. We try and sign up for most of the challenges because we want to go alongside with the students and be present, be here for it. Um, so the first year I did the challenge or the first few years I did the challenge, I said, I have to hit goals. I have to do this. I have to do this or I have to do this. Um, and I barely by the skin of my teeth hit it and only did because I stressed myself out and ruined everything. And then last summer, I didn't really try. A lot of the challenge, I was finishing teacher training, so I was busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I still hit, I want to say, 48 classes without trying. That's a lot. Exactly. And so I think you got to do what you got to do. But do keep in mind that just naturally with your own practice, if you focus on increasing a little bit, you're probably going to hit more classes than you think. And and for some people, it is going to be a lot easier because their yoga practice is part of their lifestyle. So it's just something that they do every day. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And and I think that's 
an interesting point. So that is one of the reasons we do it because we're trying to help you make your yoga a habit. You know, Mm -hmm. this is easier to achieve with a tangible action. So when I say that, I mean, it's kind of difficult to say to yourself, hey, I want to go to yoga almost every day this month or this summer. That's ambiguous. It's not specific. It's not smart. All of a sudden, when we say, I want to go to 75 classes this summer, and I have a challenge board up at the studio, and every time I take a class, I'm going to physically take a sticker and put it in the square, marking that I did a class. All of a sudden, it seems innocuous, but all of a sudden, that tangible action of picking up the sticker and putting it in the box helps to flood your body with dopamine. It's it's yeah, an it's, actual reaction. Yeah, it's more rewarding. <laughs> yeah, and I think especially everything's online now. Everything is on our phones. Everything is virtual. So that act of having an actual physical board and actual stickers. Or, and actually doing something. Yeah, often I'll just draw a picture in the square with a Sharpie. I don't use the stickers very often, but something, a tangible action at the end of an activity helps to solidify it in your in your brain. That that flood of dopamine from actually doing something is more tangible and more locked in if you are physically doing something like placing a sticker on the calendar at the end. Um, the other aspect of why this this challenge lifestyle works when you're trying to achieve a goal or trying to change a habit is that it is so clear. So we talked in the goal setting episode about how goals are significantly more successful if you start them on the first of the month or a Monday or your wedding anniversary or something that is your birthday, your birthday. Yeah. Something that is a real date in your mind. So if I say something like June 23rd to you, it's just a number. But if I say your birthday to you, I don't know your birthday. When's your birthday? July 6th. Yeah, July 6th. So if I say July 6th to you, all of a sudden in your head, you see July 6th, birthday. You see the box on the calendar with the six on it. It is a real date. It is measurable in your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the most important day. Obviously. Ever. And, and for a listening audience, it's going to be the most important day for them. <laughs> Obviously. So July 6th means not very much to me, sorry, but to you, it means a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so the the point is, it needs to be something that's a date in your head. So at the studio, June 15th, we have it written on all the challenge boards. You're going to hear it from the staff members all summer. Yeah, the challenge started June 15th, goes to summer 15th, to September 15th. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear that date over and over again, which makes it more real in your brain and makes you more successful in whatever goal you're setting for yourself for the mm-hmm. challenge. It's interesting how it's, how Monday has that effect and not a Sunday. I think Sunday could, especially if that's the first day of your work week. Your work week, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, still Sunday is considered a day off, a rest day. It is. Well, right? For me, as weird as it is, Saturday almost makes more sense to me just because of the days I tend to work. Saturday. Yeah, it, yeah a lot of it is dependent on, on your work yeah. week because I worked a rotating shift schedule as yeah. well too. And I did not consistently have the same days off yeah. all the time. Or so. the same time off, time yep. of day. So yep. I think the point is find uh, something that's real in your head to you and that is the day you start your challenge. Sure. Um, And yeah, you'll hear us circle back to this a lot with challenges and with uh, coming to yoga in general. You want to form a habit. It it wants to be intrinsic in your body to come to yoga class. You don't want to think about, oh, maybe I should go to yoga this week. 
you're more thinking about, okay, I'm going to yoga this week. Let's plan the rest of my life around that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to flip that switch. What do you know about forming habits, Stephen? Well, they can be difficult. <laughs> very much so, or <laughs> very, way too easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> de- yeah, depending on what it is and whether or not it has a positive or negative effect to you, to yes, your life. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard the adage that it takes 21 days to form a habit? I have. Yes. Yeah, I, I've heard it too, and I think it's an interesting jumping off point, but I think people place too much stock in it. What do you think? I agree with you, but I also believe that there uh, there is some truth to it. Mm-hmm. But I also believe as well that people generally have a, a misconception mm. of, of that statement. Go on. So through my research, I've found something that includes the 21-day aspect, but also throws in a 90-day aspect of it. Interesting. So it's called the 2190 mm-hmm. aspect, where it highlights and it draws attention to the fact that the initial foundation of habit forming generally takes that 21 days. However, on top of that, for for that foundation to actually form into something that is beneficial and that's going to be with you, let's say lifelong, Mm -hmm. generally takes 90 days. Right. And I think while I agree with that, and I think having that 21 and 90 frame in mind is really good. I think the point that I'm stuck on is that a hard and fast number is not going to be true for everyone, especially when goals can all be so different. So uh, we talked before we started recording about for you, for instance, coming from an active background, coming like doing jujitsu frequently, adding in some yoga classes every week wasn't a huge shift for you. No, it wasn't. But we frequently have students come in that will literally say, I have never worked out in my life or I haven't done anything physical since elementary school or high school. That's a common thing. Um, so if that's you listening, you're not alone. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And for myself as well, too, um, all it took was to find the right class where I, yeah, where I got out of it what I was looking for. Yeah, and and that for you is true. I think for a lot of people, if they don't have as much activity in their life already, it will take longer than 21 days to want to come to the studio every single day. Very fair, yeah. And especially if, like you're going to trip, right? If you say to yourself, I'm going to do seven Pyro Pilates classes my first week, some people might love it, that's fine. But you might at the end of that week be so sore and so uncomfortable and not, recognize those things in your body so that you stop in time before it transitions into pain carrying off your mat. That's very important. Right. And and it's going to take longer than 21 days for you to figure this out if you haven't figured it out elsewhere beforehand. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, that pre-existing knowledge, you'd be like, okay, I'm not supposed to feel this sore. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the frame of reference. And and so I think be gentle with yourself as you're heading into this. Use that 21 days as a reference because I think there is some truth in it um, in that in within three weeks, you're going to notice some shifts and, and we see it all the time. It's exclusive, like for almost all of us on staff, I think it's one of our favorite parts of the job because within a couple weeks, people will come in and you'll see people with tears in their eyes and be like, I slept through the night for the first time last night. 
and, and, and you'll see this and I'm sleeping so much better and I don't even want fast food anymore and I'm less stressed and oh someone at work commented that I'm not hunching over my computer anymore like it, it within three weeks you will start to notice some changes yeah and that, the, the, that's all really rewarding so rewarding and I think if for instance let's go back to sleep if all of a sudden you're sleeping better it's way easier to come to class the next day if you actually slept well the night before <laughs> yeah you're gonna be rested yeah so within three weeks within those 21 days you will start to see some shifts that will make it easier to sort of snowball into being more active and coming into the studio more it's going to become easier and i think the three week mark is a pretty good litmus test for that i think for pretty much everyone you will see something change within three weeks of consistent practice whatever that is for you if that's three classes a week cool if that's seven cool um you will see some change Mm -hmm. We did look up a few different studies that basically talked about forming habits and how long it actually takes. So I found a couple studies. There is one from 2009 in the European Journal of Social Psychology that found it takes somewhere between 18 and 254 days to form a new habit. That's a lot of days. <laughs> That's a lot of days. But I think, again, when you look at what the habit is you're trying to form and where you started, it's yeah. it's going to matter, right? Yeah. Now, did they give an example of what type of habit would uh, would take that long? In this study in particular, they just had volunteers choose an eating, drinking, or activity beha- behavior with the same context. Uh, the example they gave is after breakfast. So it would be something like, I'm going to do 10 minutes of physical activity after breakfast. Okay. So it was totally chosen by the participant and just had to be within one of those three realms, which I think is good because it kind of replicates real life. Um, if I say to everyone listening, hey, you guys are going to come to seven Bikram classes this week, it's not going to happen. That's Definitely, <laughs> definitely not going to happen. <laughs> right. It, you, it needs to be a goal that you care about and want to do if you're going <laughs> to form a habit. So, and, and something that's realistic for you. So I think uh, it's okay in my mind that these studies aren't too specific about what that habit is because it's not realistic that yep, everyone's going to form enough, it. Yeah. So the other study I found from 2021 says it takes an average of 59 to 70 days. And this one was a little more specific. So in this one, every participant was randomly assigned a routine-based cue or a time-based cue planning intervention in which they selected an everyday nutrition behavior and linked it to a daily routine or time cue. So an example would be, I'm going to drink a full glass of water before I go to bed every night. All right. Yeah. Uh, or eight glasses of water. Through, it's, it's something, right? That, that, that was the study that said 59 to 70 days is the average. All of this is significantly more than 21 days. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay because our study still, our, our challenge, our study at the studio is 90 days. You have time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in line with that challenge, is it really beneficial to come to yoga every day? I mean, I think it depends on the person. We, we say yes, but I think that's going to look different for everyone. Uh, for me, that is, I'll probably do three hot classes a week and do three or four more from home online. And maybe some of those will be hot. Maybe some of those will be in. Realistically, most weeks, it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also at the point where I've practiced consistently for a number of years. So I can recognize the cues in my body to see what I want. Uh, what about you? How often do you practice? I'm practicing about three times a week right now and that's on top of physical activity elsewhere in your life yeah yeah so vinyasa class and two yin classes or yin or yin inspired yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that kind of tracks with 
we found a study on StatsCan that basically outlined how much physical activity Canadians should be doing. And the suggestion is that if you are 18 or over, uh, you should be doing at least 150 minutes of MVPA per week, which is moderate to vigorous intensity physical activity. (laughs) So 150 minutes. And apparently about half of Canadians meet that recommendation, depending on the age group. It's a little more if you're younger, a little less if you're older. Now, did they give a definition or examples of what that MVP or MP? MVPA. MVPA is? (laughs) Not necessarily. Uh, Basically, anything that is going to get your heart rate going a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, It's just what's coming to mind for me anyway is mm -hmm. that's going to vary widely for individuals, right? What what would be something that's moderate to vigorous for for me isn't going to be the same thing for somebody else and also vice versa yeah and certain staff members i wonder if you can guess who say that no your heart rate doesn't rise in bikram yoga okay (laughs) (laughs) i guess i need to attend more bikram yoga to find (laughs) out who says that so as an example candace says that your heart rate doesn't rise in bikram yoga (laughs) oh candace (laughs) because candace that is not true in my body. That's not true in my experience. And I think that's not true for a lot of students. So I think the point is, for me, taking a Bikram class, mm-hmm. the entire 90 minutes is going to be moderate to vigorous intensity. I think just driving to it <laughs> with, the, uh, with the induced anxiety of, of taking that class I mean, will be moderate to vigorous. Depending on the person, yes. Uh, so See, keep I'm looking that in out mind. for that type of person. Absolutely. I'm- so for me, one ninety-minute Bikram classes, I'm gonna get a good seventy-minute, seventy minutes of moderate to intense vigorous exercise just in one ninety-minute Bikram class. So I take two in a week. I'm, I'm hitting You're my good. recommended. You're yeah. good. But for someone where it is less of a physical stretch for them to get there, uh, they might need to work out a little bit more or find something higher intensity, which we can help you with, guys. Yeah, yeah, can. <laughs> we're we're really good at it. Um, so keep that in mind. It's about one hundred and fifty minutes. It can be in two-minute intervals throughout the day. It can be in 60-minute intervals. Uh, A point that I made before we started recording is that, you know, if you aren't feeling it that day and you're not sure you're going to make it through a class, come to class anyway. Say it's a Pyro Pilates class. If you get through the opening five minutes and you've done a plank and you've done, you know, maybe a tabletop, a reverse tabletop, You've gotten in a good five minutes of physical activity. Even right. if you lie on your mat for the rest of it, you've, you've knocked off five minutes. Mm-hmm. You, you got 145 left to go that week, and that's okay. So show up to class when you're not sure you can do anything. And as a sidebar, I have absolutely no research to back this up, but when students come to us and say, hey, just a heads up, I'm going to hide in the back today. I'm not doing very well, and I'm just going to do what I can. Almost exclusively, it ends up being their best class they've ever done. It, like sure, I, get, I, can, I can see that yeah, happening. I get excited when people say this to me because, mm-hmm. and even in my own body, I'll warn the other teachers that, hey, I'm having an off day. It's not going to be great. More than once when I say that, I've... And, and you knock it out of the park. Well, I've more than once, it's been the first time I've ever achieved something in that class. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like one of them was I stayed in a full plank for the full minute without my knees on the ground. I usually modify with my knees on the ground because I want to maintain a really good... Um, my priority... I think this should be everyone's priority. But my priority in my practice is always I want my form to be perfect, and I'm more concerned with that than I am with depth. Uh, because the second my form isn't good, I can exacerbate my injury. 
Sure. So almost always have my knees on the ground for planks. But one of the classes, I wasn't sure I could do anything. I actually had trouble walking into the studio that day. I did a full plank, knees off the ground. My form was great for a full minute. And that was the first time I had ever done that. Mm-hmm. So um, come into the class even if you don't think you can do much because it's probably going to be one of your best classes yet. Yeah. And and do you know why that tends to happen? I was talking a little bit about it with Ali the other day, actually, and we kind of landed on there's no expectations. Yeah. You, you're already coming in and saying, it's the mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. You're saying, whatever, I don't think I can do anything, but I'm showing up for myself anyways, and we're just going to see what happens. Yeah. You're You're not in your head anymore. You're not in your head about, I have to touch my forehead to my knee today. You're in the space of, I'm going to take all the steps to get there. And if it happens, it happens. And if not, that's fine. And I think it just garners amazing results. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about expectations in a challenge. Um, okay. Uh, like within the uh, the challenge itself? Yeah, okay. within what your results will be from the challenge. So my challenge goals in any sort of fitness challenge at this point in my life is pretty much just do it. No expectations. I'm not going to say to myself, I want to be able to do a handstand by the end of this challenge. I'm not going to say, I I would never say to myself at this point in my life, I want to run an eight minute mile. The challenges for me are more, I would like to do five classes a week and just see what happens. Um, in my body with my injury, pushing myself is not always an option, but being consistent and persistent and honoring where my body is at that day is a challenge, and that's a worthwhile challenge for me. Um, for you, your goals might be different. Like, mm-hmm. like, Just by uh, what you were saying there, I think I would pick something tangible, like being able to do the handstand by the end of the challenge. And that's okay, too. Right? I'm, I'm not that's... saying that's a problem, but I think more what I want to touch on is some people will come in and say, yeah, I'm going to do this challenge, and I want to lose 30 pounds by the end of it. And I don't know how great an idea that is. How, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, given the time frame of the challenge that we're talking about, where it's three months, that's a, that's a big ask. It, it's a big ask. And I think I have saw a couple studies to back this up. Uh, you can find your favorite study to reference. But a good rule of thumb is if you're working out, making healthy sustainable changes don't expect to lose or gain more than a pound a week so Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to gain muscle mass if you're wanting to lose weight don't expect more than a pound a week right yeah and and if you are it might not be sustainable so sure one week you might drop four pounds or gain four pounds of muscle that might happen the next week it might be nothing Mm -hmm. and so don't get too hung up on a specific number uh, of gaining or losing weight because it, it's you're not going to see huge gains in that. Right. And I do kind of have an idea as where that type of, of belief can come from, mm-hmm. just just in the world that, uh, that I live in mm-hmm. with combat sport and uh, professional fighters as well, too. They do drop that type of weight in a much shorter time frame mm. as well, too. But they are extreme examples. They are extreme athletes that have been doing this their entire life. And almost always have some sort of medical professional in their corner guiding every step of the way. Medical and uh, nutritional. Yeah. They well. have support that we don't necessarily so. have. So I think heading into the challenge, absolutely set goals for yourself. Something like do a handstand by the end of it. Enroll a staff in that. If you come to me and say, hey, I want to hit this pose by the end of the challenge, 
I'll probably fit in into classes I know you're coming to. I'll, yeah. I'll offer you tips before and after class. I'll yeah, work on your form with you. That's really good engagement and accountability. Yeah, and we love that. We, well. it, it makes us so happy. We laugh a lot. Like, no one teaches yoga for the money. <laughs> we teach yoga to help you guys do things like that. It's incredibly rewarding to have someone come to me and say, I want to do this by the end of this month. And then they hit it a week later. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. And even you can tell that to, you know, your friends in the class. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell your fellow students in class, if you see them doing something that you want to do, chat with them. I know you've had this experience, students, Stephen, (laughs) I call you student, um, (laughs) where you like to go into Crow and then shoot straight back to Chaturanga. Yes. And you've had students ask you how you did that. Yes. And and what did you say to them? Quite consistently. Yeah. They they, they tend to ask that. And and what did you say to them? Uh, Well, practice. (laughs) First off, um... It was always something that was very easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just think that my uh, my my body type and also my mentality in doing that that pose, I'm I'm, I'm quite confident in in crow, mm-hmm. so I'm not worried about failing in doing that. Yeah. And face planning and you know flopping down and, and po- possibly hurting myself yeah. as well too. So I I didn't have any fear. Yeah. In doing that, it was just something that I was able to do, and it was very easy yeah and not everybody's gonna have that ease is gonna have that confidence Mm -hmm. in in doing it and also body shape does play a big factor in it as well yeah if you want to talk about the inverted triangle versus triangle that men versus women tend to have you are top heavier yes versus if i look at my body i am bottom heavier and i have more to shoot back from crow i'm I'm not the best example of an inverted triangle but i'm more of it than i'm not yeah yeah yeah, absolutely right right? so a smaller portion of my body is being supported by a, a larger portion yeah and i think the takeaway here is that Stephen can do something not everyone can, and he's totally happy to have people approach him and chat about it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I can't do standing balancing postures yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. Don't yeah. ask me how to do it. Don't tell me how to do it because I haven't figured it out yet. And that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, enroll your fellow students. Enroll the staff members. We love hitting you. Hit. We love helping you hit goals. Uh, and. Our community is amazing. We love connecting with each other. Students love connecting with each other and making new friends and uh, having some friendly faces in class is always nice. So make make a connection with your fellow students sure. and uh, enjoy that aspect of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would actually enjoy non-friendly face yoga. Like, like angry face, <laughs> angry scowl yoga. Scowling yoga, yeah. Turn up the corners of your mouth. No, how about you turn up the corners of your fists? <laughs> <laughs> So one final thing I want to touch on is that this is a metric we can track. Your class attendance, your consistency is something that's very easy for us to track at the studio. It takes oh, five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh, and 24 Hour Fitness actually does study about this. They, they checked in with a bunch of different factors. One of them was uh, how likely someone was to continue attending the gym over years. They found that if you stayed away for a long stretch of time, that was kind of a, a death nail, a nail mm-hmm. in the coffin. If yeah. you stay away from a long stretch of time, it's really hard to come back. And if you do, you might come once or twice and not keep coming. It's really, really difficult. Right. Um, the On the flip side of that, they found that if people made habits of it, so they came every single Monday, they were likely to do that for years and years and years. Sure. So the message to take from that is that if you've come away from, if you've stayed away from the studio for a really long time, that's okay. 
get back any way you can. So if that's three in classes a week from home, that's fine. It's going to be your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. If that's, yeah, and, that, and that's a pretty reasonable absolutely. ask, I would say. Right? Yeah, and, and as we said earlier, make it a tangible thing. Join the challenge even and say, I'm going to do 25 classes. So to get there, I will need to do Monday classes and Thursday classes for the whole summer. You know, like make a really specific plan of action for yourself and make that be your bare minimum. Fill in the gaps when you can. I I get it. We're busy. So maybe you commit to two classes a week and then you toss in another one if you can. Maybe you stay for a second class when you come in on Monday. Uh, Maybe you go home and do another one online. Add in the other ones when you can, when you feel ready, when your body is ready and push yourself without straining yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. So if you do have questions about your attendance, ask us. We can look up and say, hey, like you did 13 classes last month and you weren't even trying to do a challenge. So <laughs> might as well shoot for so the challenge. if it started then, you would be on pace for this. Exactly. Right? And and to be clear, if you come to us in July and say, shoot, I didn't start the challenge, that's okay. The classes you did uh, uh, as of count. June, they still count. They still count. Yes. That's why you should just <laughs> sign everybody up and not tell anybody. Well, you're signing up just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. This is happening. Yeah. Well, so let's put it in perspective. You said you're doing about three classes a week right now, yeah? Yes. So three classes a week for a month is 12 classes. And mm-hmm. by the end of three months, that's 36. Oh, is my math there right? You go. So that's a, that's a bronze medal right that there. Is. Yeah. So very easy. And if you wanted to, I know you have other goals on your plate right now, 14 extra classes. I think that's attainable for you to hit if you want to. Attainable. Um it, We'll see. If it's not a priority in your fitness life, that's okay. But the point is, chat with us at the studio. We can tell you how much you're currently attending. And we can work with you to uh, plot some strategies to get there. Steve is going to edit it out, but there was a very long pause in the studio because I I couldn't think of a strategy. I'm going to keep it in. That was like 10 seconds of dead air, dude. (laughs) So... Yeah, we can help you find some strategies to get there. If you're wanting to hit a goal, chat with us. We'll tell you how far you are away from that goal and strategies to get there. Beautiful. (laughs) I think that's about all I have, Stephen. Do you have anything to add? Uh, No, I think we touched on quite a bit tonight. Yeah, so chat with us if you want to. Uh, The one thing I'll add is that at the end of this challenge, we always have our studio anniversary celebration. This year, it's 10 years, so we're really excited. It's a big one. Yeah, it's been 10 years of hanging out in this community, and we're so proud and grateful and happy. And that's 10 years for this studio at this location, correct? Yeah, yeah. Candace has had studios for longer, so uh, 10 years this location specifically, and some of you have been with us since the beginning, and we love you so much. We're so grateful to be part of you so this year uh we're going to try and do it out you'll know if you've joined this challenge in the past that there are amazing prizes at the end of it we connect with local businesses local vendors and have a ton of prizes available Uh, we also have a giant celebration party where it's a potluck but we also have uh, vendors sponsoring things from our community as well so there's a ton of delicious food we'll have some activities and it's it's just going to be an amazing time yeah it was a fun time last year yeah yeah and do you remember what we also did we did we did a cool um the ice bath the ice bath. Yeah. The I think we should do it again. Deliberate cold. The <laughs> deliberate cold exposure. Yes. I think I think we should do it again. I think we are doing it again. Okay. Let's do it again. So 
Mark that date on your calendars that doesn't exist yet. So keep it in your mind that we have an anniversary party coming up in September, which is where you'll get your prizes. Uh, we are working hard to make this the best celebration yet because we want to blow it out of the park for 10 years. So this challenge is worth doing because there's going to be some good prizes at the end of it. Okay. But the best prize is how you're going to feel at the end of a yoga challenge. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening and let us know your thoughts on challenges. Yeah. And more importantly, if you don't have a challenge board up in the hallway, let us know and we're just going to print one and put it up for you. Yeah. Karen's Karen's on top of that. She's going to get you. (laughs) Every single one of you. Okay, guys. uh, Have a wonderful night and talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good night.